Hi everybody, Lee here. Here is part two of transformational leadership. Check this out. So, my next point, and this is probably my favorite point, innovation. I think a part of transformational leadership is being innovative. The, which is my first point, creativity is the currency of the future. It changes the way we do things. I think one of the, the biggest issues we have in our culture is too many people are trying to duplicate stuff that already has happened, but you will not impact the future unless you make a decision to say, you know what, I can go a little bit further than what's happening right now. I, I, I can push myself a little bit beyond what is normative for me. Um, there was this documentary that I, I watched, it was a few months back, uh, it was called The Creative Mind. It's on Netflix. And this guy, his name is Dr. David Eagleman. Watch it when you get an opportunity. But he talks to different innovators in, 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 the, in the world. And the, one of the things that he brought up was um, is that the mind has the ability to expand and grow and do different things. And what he he's talks to, talking to all these people. He had people. It's this lady. Her name is Michelle uh, Han. She is a scientist. And one thing she did was she took like nanotechnology and she's a biologist and an engineer. And she took all this stuff and created kids toys that teaches kids about science and and ways to where kids who have disabilities are able to function better. She started creating things where kids could actually uh, uh, do all the things they need to do just like a normal child. She, and it was really cool that she did that. It's this guy, uh, he's a Danish um, scientist, well, not scientist, but he's a Danish architect. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his first name. It's like Blake, but it's not Blake. It's like Bork. No, it's not that. But, <laughs> but um, this architect, his, his last name is uh, Isles, um, but he he builds buildings. He's an architect and he builds buildings. And one of the things that he's been doing with his buildings is his focus is on sustainability and trying to reduce cost for for buildings. So he's built he's built like these really interesting structural things where he's literally built buildings that look like stairs. But because of the way he built the building, it was a, they were able to reduce the energy cost that the building expended over the course of time. Like thinking about, hey, this is something that I'm doing that's good and everybody does it or everybody in my profession does this. But how can I force everybody to think longer or greater about this situation? We're all led by people that took a concept that was already made and just went a step further. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You really don't. All you have to do is get in your space, your place of influence, your place of impact and say, you know what? I'm going to try to, to just push it a little bit further than it is right now. I'm going to try some concepts that may be abnormal right now, but it may be the standard in five or 10 years. You have the ability to create the standard. And I think a lot of times we we sell ourselves short because we're saying, well, I'm only a 
uh, entry-level employee, or I'm only a mid-level manager, or I'm over this particular department. But it may just be that you have the idea that changes the way they do certain things in corporate America, or the way they do things in music, or in film, or whatever. It all starts with an idea and your willingness to say, you know what, I'm willing to be creative. And this is the thing, we only think creativity is for people that are artists and singers and all that kind of, no, everybody has a creative ability. Everyone. It doesn't all look the same. That's where people get messed up. We think, well, if it's not me singing a song, then it's not creative. But that's not true. That's not true at all. And so we have to understand our, our abilities, our capabilities, our, our ability to impact and lead and engage with people. We have to understand that everything that we have inside of us is worth it to be developed and grown and all those different things. It takes you actually investing in yourself to say, you know what? I have the ability to do something that's very impactful. I really do. And so that's the perspective that we should have when it comes down to transformational leadership and how all of us have the ability to transform something in our space. Um, a great company that we all are impacted by literally almost every day. Now, you know, if you got an Android, I'm not coming for you. Okay. I'm not one of those type of people. I see you, Kyle. <laughs> but Apple changed a whole technological industry. Do you under? <laughs> Do you understand that that computers we've had computers have not been around, have have not just shown up like we've had computers since the 1940s. The military used computers during uh, uh, World War Two. They literally were in rooms and there was a whole board of, of, of all these gadgets and all these different things. And they would actually function like a computer. Somebody got the idea to say, you know what? The military has computers. I think people should be able to have, I think the greater public should be able to have computers. That's where we got the PC, the personal computer. Steve Jobs got with these guys and, 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 and they created something that's accessible to all of us. Now that company is worth a trillion dollars. Over a trillion dollars. Because somebody said, I'm going to take this concept that's already been made, but let me take it a little further and give it, make it accessible. My second point, capital should not deter, be a determining factor in whether or not you innovate. See, this is one of the biggest issues I think that we all have. We think that if I don't have the money yet, the, then I can invest in the idea. But a lot of times people give the money based on the idea. They do. Why would I give you money if, if I don't know what you're doing? That's good. Oh, it's a concept. It's just, it's just in my head. <laughs> I just have this great idea. And they're like, you go to an investor. A lot of times the investor is going to be like, okay, where's your idea? Oh, it's in my head. Next, um, <laughs> security, please. Be- because you don't have... What you need. So when it comes down to leadership, you have to understand you have to be willing to say, you know what? I'm going to be able, I'm going to need to spend my own money. I know it, it may not work within your budget, but trust me, I'm going to spend a lot of my own money. On what I'm doing right now. 
my money. I didn't ask anybody to give me a grant or anything. You know, it'd be great if they did. But the but the point I'm making is, if I'm not willing to invest into it, what 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 do I expect you to do? Why, why would I ask you for money if I'm not if I don't believe in my concept? It's a waste of time. You have to be willing to expend the capital to get the things you want to get done. Somebody just said, you know, what? I'm not going to sit here and wait for it. I'm going to do it. Think about the first tools that were made ever in, in history. The cavemen didn't have investors. They didn't. They just had two rocks and was hitting these rocks together in some kind of way that rock turned into a pyramid. And I was like, oh, well, let's get a stick. Oh, and we have this rope material, so let's make this rope material and put this stick on this pole and rub it up. Oh, this can be used for hunting. Oh, that's a great idea. Let's go out here and throw it at some buffaloes. Oh, let's rub some sticks together. Now, maybe the friction will cause something to happen. When the friction happened, it created fire. They didn't have a dude being out there like, well, uh, caveman number one, uh, what's your idea? No, they just did it. They just took the time to do the work and actually invest in themselves. I'm going to get off this point because I can keep going on and on about this very thing. Because I think this thing matters probably more than anything for any person. If you would use what is in your hands, if you would develop your gifts and talents, if you would invest into yourself, you really could actually be a leader in a specific in a specific uh, sphere of influence. You really could. I got one point. Do what I need you to do. OK, I went too far. <laughs> Transformational leaders are people. They understand that what they're doing is outlasting them as an individual and it can be sustained as a movement. They understand that it's going to outlast them. And they're willing to sustain it as a movement. I think the reason why some ideas and some movement movements die is because it's not built around an idea. It's built around a personality or a person. That's very dangerous. Because if you want to be expansive and grow and make a significant impact in the world, you, you got you have to be willing to invest into the people that are around you enough to where you you honestly can say, you know what, if I died today, I don't want to I don't want to be morbid by saying that. But if I die today. The vision can still go on. Because it didn't stop at me. If you have a business or organization right now, one of the one of the greatest things you can do for yourself is quickly, probably within the first two to five years, find somebody you can mentor. So that just in case. You don't want to do it anymore. You don't want to, you know, be involved anymore. You have somebody that can continue the work. Because of this one particular idea, you have to remember If you're writing notes, write this down. You have to remember that it is a marathon and not a sprint. You have to remember that it is a marathon and not a sprint. You must run your leg of the race so that you can pass the baton. 
You got to understand, you have a leg of the race. Sam Walton, the founder of Walmart, ran his leg of the race. He's been deceased for probably at least 20 years. He died in the 90s. But Walmart is growing and expanding and it's getting in more countries. It, it actually grew when he when he passed away. But he was willing to develop a, con, a, a company in which he invested into his people. Sam Walton. This is an interesting thing about Sam Walton. Sam Walton, when he would have meetings with all of his executives, he knew everybody's name. He, he would literally he'll be on stage and he'll be talking and he'll come off stage and start talking and meeting people. Because he wanted to invest himself. He wanted to know what they were doing in the company, how they were involved in the company, what was causing them to grow. Why were they, why were they there 15 years? And, and in you being there for 15 years, I want to think of how can I get you here for another 15? And he did this through relationship. And because of that, people have stayed with that company 40, 50 years. Because this dude had enough sense to say, you know what, I'm going to invest. I'm going to give my time. I'm going to give my substance. I'm going to give the essence of my idea to ensure that the people that are a part of my company, they'll keep it going way beyond my lifespan. I have one point. The principles and functionality of your idea can be duplicated. There's not really a lot of, like I said earlier, there's not a, a lot of new things under the sun. There's not a lot of new stuff. All we have is people taking the principles or the foundational things of something in the past and expanding or, or expounding on those things. Just making it better. Right now we have, in, let's talk about some modern movies real quick. Look at the Women's March that started about two or three years ago. You can, you can see the direct link to the women's suffrage movement. Literally. All the concepts, all the ideas of these women getting involved, it goes back to women's suffrage. Dr. Martin Luther King even said himself, a lot of the principles that he founded when, he, when they started the civil rights movement, he got that from Mahatma Gandhi. He got it from Gandhi. He was like, look, this nonviolent approach, I'm going to read Gandhi's uh, writings and I'm going to take the concepts that he has and use them in our movement. And it worked because the principles can be duplicated, can be replicated. It was a different set of people. It was a different environment. It was a different country, which is even more interesting. But the principles worked. And even now, there's still young people who are fighting for civil rights in a different way. You have the Black Lives Matter movement. They took everything. They took all their stuff straight from the civil rights movement. It looks different. They function a little bit different. But the basic premise is still the same. What am I saying to you? That you have to be willing. And I did that on, by mistake, but it's fine. You have to be willing to say, you know what, I'm going to build something that's big enough that it can outlive me. I never want to build things for myself. I want to build things for my legacy. There's something I said a few months ago, even about leadership, is, is the thing about great leaders 
if they they have resolved a conflict within themselves. They're not intimidated by people's gifts and talents and and their ability to get involved and do the things they do. They're not intimidated by that. They're not. They say to they say to themselves, hey, you know what? If I invest, if I multiply. You can kill the head, but the body still work. Because everything I know, I told somebody. I have to use this example because it's an interesting one to me. And, I, and it, 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 it is perplexing countries around the world right now. If we look at the issue we have internationally with terrorism. They killed Osama bin Laden. They've killed all these leaders, but it seems like they're getting more and more terrorists. There's splinter groups that are happening as a result of terrorism. It's going to be on race. It's going to be on religion. It's going to be on cult. like literally people are making decisions based on a concept. And they've been we've been trying to figure out, OK, how do we contain this issue? It's an idea. You can't contain an idea. You, you can't. You literally can't. You can eliminate all these people, but the idea will sustain because ideas are just that powerful. They're just that powerful. And that's what's interesting. I think all of you in here have those abilities. You have the capacity to innovate. You have the capacity to build something that is sustainable. Even if you leave a company, you don't have to die, but even if you leave a company, just leaving a company. You should be mentoring someone long enough to where if you left, not only they do it like you did it, but they do it better. That department should grow as a result of you leaving. They should feel the impact of you leaving. They should. But there should be growth there. And they should be able to find identity within that environment. They should be able to say, oh, wow, you know, I remember when Paul taught me how to do this thing. Hmm, I think we should go a little bit further than what Paul did. Like, these are the things that matters the most at the end of the day. Because I believe every person in this room, you have the ability to transform Culture. If you're building something that is just about you and your four and building something that's just about the people that are in your little world, you're not building anything. Because it's going to die with you. It's going to die with you. And I don't want to live my life in a way that is not thinking about how how whatever I'm doing Will it sustain beyond me? Will it impact the people that need to impact? Will my kids be proud of it? Will my grandkids be proud of it? Will my great grandkids be proud? Like with the people that know my family, will they say to themselves, oh, yeah, your grandfather was amazing. Your grandfather invested in me. I read a book about your grandfather. Or grandmother for you ladies. Uh, (laughs) I read a book about this concept. And I'm using this in my work right now. Thinking in that way causes you to be impactful. So with that being said, I'm shedding up. Thank you for your time and your talent.
because all of you are amazing and all of you are cold and all of you are transformational leaders. Thank you, guys. Thank you for watching or listening to this week's episode of Leading with Lee. I hope that you are inspired, equipped, and empowered. If you haven't done it yet, subscribe today. And to get updates about all the things that I'm doing, connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lee A. Scott II or Lee A. Scott II. I hope that you will tune in for the next episode of Leading with Lee. Much love and let's get started.